All right. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, my God. It's Super Bowl Monday. How are we all feeling? Uh, I'm, good? I'm good. I'm, I'm good, good, man. No hangover? I, I don't, no, no hangover. I, I, was, I was on the Dr. Pepper uh, diet there. Okay. So, so yeah, no, no hangover, hangover for me. me. I yeah. have a one and no twos today. That, a one and no the, twos? Okay. Tyler! How are I'm you, not buddy? hungover. I'm emotionally hungover. So, man, well, I, I feel like I just needed to go to the store in my robe and buy a bunch of Twinkies and just uh, eat my depression away. I'm sorry. Wait, um, why? Why are you feeling this way? <laughs> why? Tell us. We, we have no idea. Do tell. The, the people uh, need to know. A, uh, a, a Kelsey won a Super Bowl. I'll put it that way. And it wasn't and my Kelsey. It was not oh, your Kelsey. Not um, your Kelsey. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the big game. Uh, you're talking yeah, the about the match the, the superb owl yes oh, oh that's what happened oh, oh i totally man. missed it i yeah. guess one way to put it is uh the eagle did not fly oh it did not fly <laughs> <laughs> eagles did not fly but hey I mean, to, to be fair hey, it you was got a close there? game it was a very close game it was exciting you tried buddy nice hustle okay out there in second <laughs> they don't hand out trophies for second <laughs> You know, I mean, like, we'll we'll rip the Band-Aid off. Like, it was a great game. I think it was an all-time classic. Um, I know everyone's ripping the referee for that late penalty there that gave uh, Kansas City a first down and ultimately uh, put the game away. Um, And, yeah, I I think also, too, that in that kind of a game, that kind of a classic game, probably it seemed a little egregious on that penalty. I mean, clearly it was a penalty. If we're going by the letter of the law, it was a penalty. But it's the last two minutes. You've got a back and forth game. Maybe I, I I put that that flag back in my pocket. Maybe I don't really necessarily call that one. But I, I agree. Ahead, you want to it, jump it was in? It, it was definitely a soft call. It was the correct call as of the letter of the law. But it was it, it was pretty charming, man. It was pretty soft. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I just I. Uh, you got to swallow the whistle in that situation. I think, especially if it's not something egregious. Like I, I, I think about if I'm going to compare it to that call that was made uh, in the Super Bowl last night versus, let's say, the 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 Michael Crabtree getting tackled in the end zone on fourth down when the Niners are like you know eight yards away or whatever. If if, if you're not going to call the Crabtree one, I don't know if you should call this you know this you know soft holding call. But yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's how I'm kind of viewing it, you know? Yeah, I think, and, and again, that's, that's an unfortunate situation that it came down to a referee making a call that ultimately sacked that game away. But I think too, <clears throat> Jalen Hurts turning the ball over in the, in the beginning of the game and having a, uh, you know, a, a scoop and score for the Chiefs. If that, do, that play doesn't happen, you know, I don't, we're not talking about, the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. I, I think fully the Eagles win that Super Bowl by a touchdown. But we allowed them to get back in that game and we gave them the opportunity and we gave them every opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, and you um, couldn't you couldn't sack a guy who had only one leg the entire game. Yeah, that, our, our defensive scheme was was crazy. We didn't throw any blitzes. I didn't see a single blitz out there. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Um, I don't understand how you go from a team that leads the league in sacks and, and blitzing and then just pull that whole entire scheme away in the Super Bowl. It just, just blows my mind. It doesn't make any sense. Um, on top of that, I think that 
we got out coached. You know, Andy Reid is a terrific coach. Um, that last play, uh, where I think it was Juju who slid to the ground. Maybe it was no, it was it was you know? Jerk McKinnon. It was McKinnon, Jack McKinnon. Okay, he slid to the ground to to basically eat away all the time so they can kick a field goal. I know it happens all the time in, in NFL, but I've only physically seen it twice live. That being one of them, and the other time it happened was when Jeremy Macklin did it when Andy Reid was the head coach for the Eagles. So it just kind of seemed befitting that that play or that action would happen, and I it would be a terrific head coach. So um, we had our ways to win it. We just, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that the whistle was the reason why we lost that game. So we gave it away. We had opportunities ourselves too. So I'm looking at it very optimistically. I can't speak on other Eagle fans, but uh, – Sorry, right. yeah, you're taking a much more measured approach than some of your Eagles brethren. I yeah. will say that. Yeah, I'm not climbing flagpoles and flipping cars like they are. So throwing two um, pieces at TVs. Yeah, no. <laughs> needless to say, your TV is still on your wall. Yeah, I also <laughs> I, people who are ripping TVs off the wall. I mean, I, I want to know what job they do because I there's no way I'm ripping my TV off the wall. I, I work too hard for Just my call money. me. I'll come over, rip it off the wall and throw it in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, that's called breaking and entering. Um, <laughs> With their you know, permission. I, 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 the one thing I, I look forward to is that the Eagles have a top 10 pick going into the next next draft. So um, that's very optimistic to me. And we're not really losing that many players. I mean, our biggest key free agents next year is, is going to be Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and Miles Sanders. So I probably, maybe you only keep Brandon Graham. You re-sign Sanders. I, I don't know where you're going to make the money work because Jalen Hurts is going to make, in my opinion, 56, 57 million a year. So um, we'll have yeah, to see. You it's know. a good thing you don't quite have to worry about that yet, but it's getting close to time to worry about that. Oh, he's going to get in this offseason. Is They're, it this offseason? I thought they 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 pick up no, his so uh, option. They technically still have his uh, rookie deal. He has yeah, no, for, for he's one more year. So but the owner has come out and said he's going to pay him. He's actually a second round pick. So unlike um, Burrow, where they have five years, he only has four. So um, they're just so this is the done. final year of his contract. Then is what yeah. you're saying? Okay. Yeah. So I they're, they're gonna they're gonna get it done now. Um, he's he's earned it, man. He's fully deserved of it. So absolutely. Uh, we'll see though. I, I you know Howie Roseman is a terrific GM. He makes plays that and moves that people just don't see coming. I mean. The AJ Brown thing was was amazing. Nobody saw that coming. So, um, look forward to this this off season. And I, I our window's not close. We're very young. We've got a lot of remaining players that are going to be on the roster next year. I wouldn't be shocked if we if we make a run for it again. Um, I think we're like fourth in the odds that Vegas came out. I think Chiefs can run it back. They saying the Chiefs, the Bills, and Niners, Bengals, Eagles, all the, the same guys we expected to be at the uh, at the end this year are the current favorites going into next year, the early favorites. Uh, when I go to Reno in a couple of weeks, I might throw, I might throw a 20 down on the Niners just for shits and giggles, you know, yeah. see what happens. Why not? I think, I think we're, you and I are both like 800 odds or something like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. So eight to That's one well. is, uh, yeah. is the payoff basically. I'm at it. So again, I, I am not upset. I am disappointed, but again, we, we had our chances. So that's the way I'm going to look at it, and I'm ready for the offseason. I cannot wait to run it back. Right. It was, uh, I mean, it was a fantastic game. Uh, it was entertaining. So, like, I didn't have a, a real interest in the uh, – I didn't have a dog in the fight, you know. And uh, 
but it was entertaining. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, it's kind of funny that the in this this is like the first Super Bowl I remember in a long time that all the pundits were kind of right because they were all saying like anybody picking the Chiefs were saying it's gonna come down to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And it was like it's exactly what it came down to. Like, um, but it's interesting now that uh Andy Reid has won a second one, it's totally Again, he won the first one. It changed the view on Andy Reid, and now he's got the second one, and it's totally changed the view again. Um, because after this point, when he starts getting into, you start separating from coaches at you know three and four and five Super Bowls uh, for coaches. So if Andy Reid gets a third one, um, that puts him in a whole other level, you know, with his peers. Uh, and if Patrick Mahomes gets a third one, you know, you know, he's still young and the chiefs are still going to be good. Um, so just how we look at that duo now, um, is just really interesting in historical context, uh, cause the chiefs are going to be right back in it next year. It was a fun season though. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Now that we took the band-aids off, we, you know, what did you guys think of the halftime show? What did you guys think of the overall, Super Bowl presentation is the highest rated Super Bowl in six years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 113 million viewers uh, tuned in. That's, you know, a third of America. Uh, so, yeah, a, a lot of people had their eyeballs on this game and uh, and they had their eyeballs on Rihanna and her um, newly announced uh, second child on the way. So right. <laughs> uh, congratulations to Rihanna. She put on a hell of a show, especially for being pregnant too. I I wouldn't have the, uh, I, I wouldn't have the stones to be, you know, on a, uh, 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 a super smash platform. brothers platform, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, uh, so she did it while with child. So major props to her. And, uh, she just mm. like, you know, she, she fired off 12 songs in 13 minutes. It's, um, it's a reminder of how, you can't tell the history of pop in the last 20 years without her basically. So she's oh, for sure. She, she's an incredible uh, performer. And she even took the time to uh, uh, do the little makeup for her Fenty brand, which is uh, a nice little uh, fun thing to do as well. So yeah, uh, I really enjoyed the show. I thought it was great. And uh, I'm not ready to like rank it, you know, amongst the other shows that we've had. It wasn't, no, as you good must as rank now. That now. was the next bit. She's top 10. It wasn't... She's top easy. Top 10, which top uh, 10, prob- probably somewhere around five ish. I'll have to I need to know your think top about three. it more she in the top three. She's not in the top three. Ooh. she might be top five uh she's 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 right around five ish for me so um we're prince no top michael five jackson now <laughs> <laughs> uh just off the top of my head i'm gonna say prince uh michael jackson um god uh fuck it rihanna <laughs> uh, Rick, uh lady gaga Rihanna, like I, 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 so I, I have Prince uh, at number one. I have Michael Jackson, Lady Gaga, Rihanna, Beyonce, Bruno Mars. They're all in that next tier. And just kind of depending on my mood, I don't know how that order shakes out, but they're all right in there in that, like, Prince is number one. Nobody's touching Prince as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Nobody has yet at this moment, at least. Yeah. Oh, nothing nothing so, will ever top prince so, that's so yeah singing purple one. rain in the rain that's that's next level shit man um but 
Yeah, I mean, Rihanna's up there with the rest of them in this in my second tier of top halftime shows ever, you know? Yeah, I thought I, it was pretty cool that she, you know, she didn't have any guests. There was a whole like. Well, she had a guess. Oh, she it did? Just, it was just oh, in I her must stomach. It. it was just in her stomach. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> a, a musical. Well, I guess it would yeah. be a musical guest. Anyway. You don't know that baby could be talented. Right? Give it like 18 years. You don't know. But 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 yeah, the like, baby you know, could be musical. I like was last cool. year was was a uh, um, uh, yeah, Dr. You know, Dre. The, it was so yeah. Oh it, yeah, yeah. I I feel uh, uh I I should have mentioned last year's Super Bowl ha- uh, act as well. That's also in the conversation as well. I'm sorry. A- apologies okay. to uh, uh Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and uh, Mary J. Blige and <laughs> well, Kendrick. Well, my 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 point is that it was so that they didn't have enough time to showcase each artist and yeah. so they were given like half a verse and then they were like we got to move on to the next one yeah i agree with you too when you, I agree when you have one artist it, the whole thing is around them and it was a cohesive performance it felt like it like last year it seemed like they forgot to turn on the like it seemed like they were performing in rehearsal lights and i was like what there's no special lighting there's no setup here and and like w- with this one, it was like, oh, it felt like a performance. It felt like you were actually seeing a concert and it, it was great. Like you forgot that you were watching the Super Bowl for like, you know, those th- like 13 minutes. You know, it was great. Well, that's in uh, Rihanna's and Tim's top three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like the, the show, it's supposed to be a show apart from the show, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, she yeah. she absolutely crushed it. And anybody who says anything different can uh, go take a long walk off a short pier. We're going to bring that bit back again. <laughs> I, I also think, Tim, that last year's show, I agree with you that I just felt like it was way too many people. Uh, it was too many cooks in the kitchen. Um, so, but I also think the, the, the downside we had too, was that that game was played at three 30 uh, Pacific time. So when halftime came, it was like four o'clock. It was still broad daylight coming through the stadium. So everything was way too bright. We're like, you know, Arizona, True. It was nighttime, you know. Well, most Super Bowls, uh, it, it wasn't. It wasn't nighttime. It was just, uh, you know, the roof wasn't closed, so it's a lot more controlled. Well, you know, like I mean, LA has a stuff. roof too, though. Yeah, it's, well, mean, it, it just it looked better, <laughs> yeah, regardless of the limitations or or you know, it just it, it looked a whole lot better than last year. Yeah, um, for for me, I I might put her at three. Honestly, it was a great show. Um, I can't. I can't honestly sit here and tell you that I can remember any other halftime show. The only one that really sticks in my head is, is the uh, uh, Rolling Stones one with the tongue on as the, ha- as the floor, but it really <laughs> oh, wasn't that great yeah. of a show, you know, yeah, I, it's just yeah. memorable by the aesthetics. Right. You're all idiots. The best one was the Disney halftime show and they featured new kids on the block. Oh yeah. The kids so my girlfriend and told then me to stay the new kids on and the we got to move on. So <laughs> another show for another time as host of today's show we're moving on Fair. uh before we move off of the super bowl i want to play a quick little game i'm going to say some names and i want you to tell me the teams that you think they could be playing for all right so it's just going to be kind of like we're just throwing darts it's kind of rapid fire okay you're going to catch on really quick where are these players going to be playing Next year, we're putting on our our tinfoil hats right now. Derek Carr, Vince, New Orleans, Derek, New Orleans. No, I, I actually agree. I agree. New Orleans. New Orleans. 
Um, I think it makes sense, and I wouldn't be surprised if it is New Orleans. I'm hoping he goes to the Jets. Uh, that could be fun. But I think the Saints could be a really good fit. So uh, I think we're 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 all the same. Derek Carr to the Saints. Uh, number two, Jimmy Garoppolo. Tampa Raiders. Bay. Tampa Raiders. Bay. I think Jimmy Garoppolo fulfills the prophecy first foretold in New England where Jimmy Garoppolo is going to take over for Tom Brady once he retires. I think the prophecy is fulfilled. <laughs> Jimmy goes to Tampa Bay and they win 10 games and lose in the divisional round, which is the most Jimmy Garoppolo fucking thing. Oh, my God. Raiders? You're saying Raiders, Tyler? No, I'm going to take it back. Jimmy G? Jimmy G's going to the Jets. I think he's going to go to the Jets. He knows okay. Robert Sala. There's a connection there. I think he's going to go to the Jets. I think they're going to sign him. And the Jets are going to still draft a quarterback, but they can have Jimmy G for the time being. You know what? I'm going out on a crazy limb. Jimmy Garoppolo to the Dolphins. What? Two really? are still there. Yeah, but I don't think I know he's got on. concussions, but he's still there. One He's more cleared. concussion. If that, if he gets another concussion next year, like when is the conversation going to happen that this guy has had this many concussions in two years that we know about? Yeah. So uh, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, that team is loaded. You're going to roll with Tua again and not have something ready to go. Yeah, we saw the something we saw the backup situation. Yeah, uh, so. in Miami, and it's just it's not enough. They they and do who's need the coach? An improvement. Mike coach? McDaniel, uh, <laughs> former 49ers offensive coordinator. I mean, our our tinfoil hats are the same. We just have different connections or different names <laughs> to the connections, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I think we all have interesting tinfoil hat theories uh, for Jimmy. This is fun. All right, third name, uh, Lamar Jackson. Ooh, he's getting Baltimore. I think he oh, stays he franchise. They're going to franchise him. If, if, if they don't figure what out is the contract going on there, that's what I yeah. don't know. Like what is going on? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but if they franchise him, uh, he may not because it don't, it him, don't but seem... he'll be under contract because he can't go anywhere else. It so. doesn't seem like they're working things out. Yeah. Like for whatever reason, this relationship seems like it's really soured, man. Um, Wow, this is tough. You know what would we, you know, we're, we're going tinfoil, right? We're just going to go crazy here. Yeah, let's do it. The Indianapolis Colts th- trade their number one pick to qu- to acquire Lamar Jackson. Hmm. They, they try the retread again, but this time with somebody a lot younger instead yeah. of dusting off Matty Ice and Phillip Rivers and uh, uh, whoever the hell else they were. They were. Uh, oh, Carson Wentz last year. Yeah. The reason why I also think that's probably not going to happen because Colts are not a win now team. If this was a win, not now, anymore. If this is a win now, yeah, they're probably trading him. But if we're going tinfoil, I'm going to say he's going to go to the Colts. Colts are well, going to trade their draft pick. I mean, the, the offensive line obviously there took a step back, but what if they, I mean, they're like one or two signings away on that offensive line to really, like, like if they get one more guy on there to figure it out. They could conceivably be right back in it, assuming people are healthy. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's still there. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the wide receiver core, uh, you know, Michael Pittman's got a lot, all, all the talent in the world. So does Pascal. I mean, I, I don't know that the Colts are that far away. It, it really, especially in the AFC South. I mean, nine wins got the job done, right? Yeah. So, so I mean, they could I like, find themselves I like the right theories. back in the middle of it. I like the theories. My tinfoil is tuned in. Maybe I want this more to happen than it's actually a good theory. But uh, Tennessee, uh, I don't think they're bringing back uh, Tannehill. Um, he's a free agent. I think they're going to move on, and they got a new GM, do something splashy. I don't know, but that'd be a fun. That, that might be a fun reunion uh, union between Mike Vrabel and uh, Lamar Jackson. But uh, this next name, um, Denver Broncos, uh, Russell Wilson. <laughs> Russell Wilson's going nowhere. His contract yeah. is immovable. Um, basically, they're, uh, you're hoping Sean Payton can uh, un- unlock him again. You know you know what I thought was telling already, though, is Sean Payton posted a picture on Instagram of, of his new uh, Denver jersey or jacket, whatever. And he like at Tom Brady and at uh, Aaron Rodgers. And then he at, you know, I think Rob Gronkowski, but it's like, this dude's already kind of stirring the pot. Does he not like Wilson at all? Does he, I mean, why would he you wouldn't do have, that? He wouldn't have took the job if he didn't think he could work with Wilson or offload Wilson onto somebody else. Right. Those are the, I mean, cause I, I don't see anybody willing to step up and uh, accept that contract. So when, you have to you know believe what's interesting? he's going to make it work. What's interesting is when Sean Payton took over the New Orleans Saints that first year, he cut, like, they got rid of the entire roster. I think, like, three guys or something crazy. It, like, it took, came, like, yeah, within two years, basically, he had like overturned. Like, he, he turned it over. You know? So I would not be surprised if somehow he was just like, F it. We're going to eat it. We're going to eat this contract, trade him, get rid of him. If he's not with it, because did you hear about um, uh, Russell Wilson's coach? His personal coach is not allowed at any of the team facilities. Oh. So there, there's already a friction of uh, his personal coach having it admitted into the into the building. Wow. I'm going to say Broncos. I'm going to say with he stays with the Broncos because of um, I think they're going to give him a shot to get with the program, but I wouldn't be surprised if this ends very bitterly um Aaron Rodgers my final name Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers I think is gonna a- end up in Vegas just to piss off uh, Devontae Adams I don't uh, know Devontae Adams is, is, Devante Adams is recruiting him now is he really yeah <laughs> he's recruiting him along okay. with um is it Waller is also recruiting him now too oh I so, bet so yeah. I mean I think it's I I would <laughs> my tinfoil hat says Rogers to Vegas too. Seems like a fit, doesn't? Well, because yeah, of I mean, Devontae you Adams, go, you can go on a desert retreat real easy in Vegas. It's just like a twenty minute drive. So, uh, do you have to trade for him? Yeah, yeah, he still has. You would uh, have to trade. Yeah, yeah. There, there is still a, a you'd have to trade him because Green Bay is not going to cut him. I'll tell no, you that. What all. do you what do you what do you trade him? Your first pick. He might be given like the opportunity to like, because De- I believe the Devonte Adams trade was like kind of like that where they, the 
player's agent was able to work with the Raiders to to work out the deal and then until the Packers were satisfied. Um, I don't know. It could be players and a pick. Um, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I would not be surprised if the, the Raiders gave up their seventh, uh, f- you know, first round seventh overall pick. If they gave that up, I think they look at it as like, they're, they're back in this win mode. Now, maybe they got two years with Rogers in this offense. So maybe you got a two year window and then, um, they're going like the Rams, like win now, win now, win now, worry about the, worry about all the contract stuff later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the salary cap isn't real anyway. I mean, the Rams have Rams proved that. I mean, I mean, they, they, they at least when you're in win now mode, the salary cap isn't real, you know? Yeah. And when, and if you're, you know, if it falls apart, who gives a shit? You won, you know? So. Pawn. Um, won. I, W-N, one. <laughs> Man, I there, there's no way the Raiders can trade for him without getting up that your first the seven overall pick. There's just no way. It's clearly, uh, you know, we're here to compete and beat Mahomes and and beat Herbert. Like that's what that move tells me. I I like to believe it, but man, you're gonna give your your first pick to pay a guy fifty plus million a year. Well, it's not like it. they can I'll draft take well. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I'll, ten, I'll, I'll jump on that tinfoil hat. I, I think they do make that trade. I think they give up their seven overall pick. Uh, yeah, I think I, they I, would. I think they I'm absolutely would. I think they absolutely would. Um, I think that's why you know there's smoke there. There, you know, something definitely something's going on. So if it hopefully it works out, I don't know. I, I, I I'm just here for all the uh, the action. <laughs> Can you imagine being a Packers fan and being like, dude, we just traded our number one wide receiver and now we're trading our top quarterback. Can you imagine being a Raiders fan getting these all pro players and then like you still stink? (laughs) You still can't win. It's going to happen. You know know it's going to happen, Sam. Something's going to happen along the way where the wheels always come off the bus, dude. Here comes Raiders are going to Raiders. season, buddy. I don't know. I have no faith. (laughs) <laughs> that that's just a tough division i mean let alone it, it, a- it absolutely and that's why like you know i still i still root for the raiders i love the raiders but you know the, the broncos just got new ownership so they you know they want to overhaul this franchise they want to get it back into winning they you know they need to get it their value back so you're they're committed to winning they went and got sean payton a guy who has shown he can build and rebuild uh he was in new orleans for a long time he got the super bowl um you know so you got to think they got the coach right and you got to think that the franchise in three years five years is gonna that roster is probably gonna be really filled out if if you believe in sean payton which i do i think he's a really good coach like the saints were competitive for a really long time um, so I think he can definitely build up the Denver, you know, franchise back up. Kansas City's not going anywhere. Uh, San Diego, like they're always that or uh, the Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers, not the not the San Diego Chargers. Um, you know, they're they're a wild card. Um, that they're a competitive team, and it's like you're looking at an uphill battle for the Raiders because that defense is Swiss cheese and uh 
there's a lot of work that needs to be done for the Raiders to be competitive in this division, man. So it's going to be interesting if they go big on, on Aaron Rodgers, but how are you going to get defensive talent? Because your problem was you couldn't stop anybody last season. You couldn't stop nothing. How many fourth quarters, <laughs> double-digit fourth quarter leads? They, it was like six. So as exciting as it is, is you know, possibly to have Aaron Rodgers, it's also like you need exciting defensive players to not name Max Crosby. <laughs> right. You need more. All right. Any, uh, any more NFL comments before we move on? Absolutely. Actually. Yeah. So just, okay. I wanted to make a couple of quick notes. Uh, uh, Commissioner Goodell hinted at Thursday night football being moved to flex scheduling in the future. Uh, Sunday night already has it and it's coming to Monday night football this, uh, this upcoming season, 2023. So um, what do you guys think about flex scheduling on Thursday? How the hell is that going to work? I, I mean, are, are they going to flex the a better game? Or, yeah, or, so or, they would like flex a better game instead of um, the bullshit that they, you know, what when when they had uh, was it Falcons and I don't know, I don't know. I'm just making yeah, shit just up, two, but yeah, two terrible teams, two terrible teams on Thursday night <clears throat> to try to uh, get you know better a better game on the schedule. Um, How's that going to work? How do I, I, I don't know. I like, I don't like the idea of telling a team, you know, you think you have six days to prepare. Now you've only got three, you know, I mean, right. it feels, it feels dangerous. You know, Thursday well, night football in general is dangerous. I don't, I don't love the, that we have this already. This doesn't make any sense because they're the ones that make the schedule. Just yes. change the schedule. Well, I mean, that's Beautiful. the, that, that's yeah. the idea with flex scheduling is they're going to, they're going to try to predict, you know, what, what the good games are going to be. But sometimes you know, you get two teams that you think are going to be hot shit and they just turn out to be dog shit, you know? Tell Jeff Bezos to go suck a dick. Stop <laughs> flex scheduling it. Yeah, I don't need I, it. I don't, I don't need that. I, 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 don't, I, I honestly don't like it either. I just wanted to hear you guys say it as well. Um, one last thing, uh, because I am a bragger. Um, uh, for our playoff predictions, <laughs> um, I picked the Chiefs and I alone picked the Chiefs, which means I alone got the eight points. Which yep. means I alone am the champion. Cue the queen again. Your boy is two and zero oh this year. Right. <laughs> Fantasy and playoff predictions. I'm on fire. I'm heading to Reno. I'm going to drop some money down. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Congratulations, oh That's wise right. ones. That's right. <laughs> Worship me. Worship me, you clowns. Let's go. Hands up. Uh, I'm going to go get the trophy. I swear to God. <laughs> I already I already don't have room for the first trophy. I, I don't know where the hell I'm going to put the second one. But <laughs> humble brag, humble brag. I don't, I don't have any space. The, the for only yeah, only the yeah. humblest of brags from the greatest person to ever predict anything yeah. in the history of ever. Chill out there, Serena Williams over there. I don't have any room for my trophies anymore. <laughs> all right guys uh we got a little bit of nba uh going on so the warriors um we just got to jump into this trade that was in jeopardy for a minute uh gary payton the second uh failed his physical uh warriors go forward with the trade and we'll reevaluate gp2 in a month to see if he can play so portland possibly traded gp2 knowing about this injury they're saying they thought he was healthy jeopardize the whole thing but that's you know if you're the warriors are you going to bring back 
James Wiseman? Are you going to send back Gary Payton the second? So I think we all kind of guessed that it was going to go through. Um, but just uh, how do you, how 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 is this trade <laughs> shaking out for you guys? Like, what what are your thoughts? Well, Korea all over again, right? Yeah, to me, to me, it's the Warriors organization hits. They don't ever miss, and it just feels like you know the Wiseman draft and this trade. They're they're swinging and missing, and they're not looking good. And that this organization prides itself on being good. They don't certainly look that way at all. They look like they got clowned and everyone is laughing at them. Um, they did it for two, multiple reasons. You know, if they kept Wiseman, they would have been a hundred million dollars in luxury tax um, moving off from Wiseman and then, you know, signing on Gary Payton. I think they only pay like 36 million in the luxury tax. So um, they yeah, got it, under. It, it really cuts down their uh, luxury tax a lot uh, moving on from Wiseman. But I think the part that, that irritates me about it all is that, you know, Portland did this trade. They knew he was hurt. You know, maybe they weren't shooting him up. You know, like some reports say, they said that he was uh, eating or ingesting whatever medication was needed so he could play. But to not disclose that just seems kind of slimy. Um, it didn't just affect the Warriors. It also affected Atlanta. Atlanta was making trades, too, to uh, get under the uh, luxury tax threshold. So, um Shame on, on Portland. And I know that the Warriors put in something with the league to try and find out if they can investigate and what kind of compensation they're going to get. But in reality, the league's not going to do anything. Um, the Warriors are just going to have to eat, you know, whatever is, is, is coming towards them as far as Gary Payton being out for a month, two months, three months. Right. So they're just going to have to eat it, unfortunately. But, yeah, just big blunder on the, on the Warriors front office. Vince, anything to add? No, I, I, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Um, it sucks uh, that it's, you know, kind of has a cloud on it. I love yeah. the trade on Thursday. I obviously I don't love it nearly as much as I did then now, you know, so it's right. I just uh, I, I just want him to get healthy as soon as he can, but also be healthy when he does play because I don't we don't need re-injuries or anything like that. So um, rest up. Uh, get your body right, GP2, and we'll see you on the court in the playoffs, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, the Warriors, uh, overall, they're 28 and 28. They're ninth in the West. They've kind of just been stuck in this mediocrity, right? Like they're, but like the whole West has been like that. It's not really separated. Like it's just everybody yeah. has been kind of, kind of good, kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I look at it as um, this is, Denver and Phoenix's uh, season to lose. Those two, those are obviously the going to be the lead horses. Denver's already doing that, but with this KD trade and you know Booker and KD and and CP, it's clearly they're they're trying to win it all now. So maybe the Warriors don't really do anything. You know, maybe they agree with this Gary Payton thing and just write the season off and play for next season. Who knows? I mean, yeah, we talked about it last. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about it last uh, episode. Uh, the Warriors are currently two games out of the four seed. I mean, they're, they're sitting in ninth at, you know, 28 and 28. Uh, two, if two of these games break uh, a different way, the Warriors are sitting in the four seed. So, I mean, they, they're, they're not out of it, out of it uh, in terms of getting to host a playoff game, a playoff series, you know, at, at Chase Center to be the, you know, the, the, the first toast to have home court advantage. But 
you know, things got to start breaking right. And they're, and right now they're just not. It's it's just been mid as fuck, man. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And they play tonight. I think they're playing. I don't know who they're playing. They're playing somebody tonight. I, I can't put my finger on who it is. But, um, man, I'm bummed because I wanted to see GP2 play. And I know that he's not going to play. Um, I know Kyrie Irving's playing tonight uh, for, for Dallas. So I'm kind of curious. I'll, I'll check in on that and see how that goes down. And I think uh, KD is playing for Phoenix tomorrow. So uh, the Warriors are playing the Wizards at home uh, tonight. Gotcha. Uh, and then they got the Clippers on Valentine's Day Ooh. Uh, down in L.A. And then back we get back, the All-Star huh? break. Yeah. Yep. We're back to back. And, and then and then you, uh, then we head into the All-Star break. Uh, so because the next game is February 23rd um, at the Lakers. So so, I mean, we, we got the All-Star break coming, too. So uh, obviously Steph's not going to play in that game because uh, he's injured. So, yeah, you know, I, I, we're probably going to lose tomorrow's game, too, because there's gonna there's no clay. There's no Steph. Uh, clay doesn't play back to backs um, with this whole leg injury. So, yeah, we're just mid. It's just you can't be happy. You can't be depressed about it. You're just mid. Man, every time they get something going, it's just like, OK, here it is. All right. We're going to go on a run. No. OK, we're no. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, when you're going down the street. And you hit every freaking uh, red light. That's what it's like. Mm-hmm. like God damn it! <laughs> yeah, that's a very good analogy. Yeah, that's, that's, like... that, that, that's, a per- that's perfect. Uh, I, I don't think we need to say anything else on the subject. That is, that's exactly what it is. Congratulations! <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Uh, with that said, we're going to move on to some MLB news. So there's been MLB is right around the corner. And uh, we're going to be doing a lot of A stuff. We'll probably talk about some giant stuff since they're kind of there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're going to cover baseball. We're going to be developing some stuff that's, you know, specific for the A's. So, um, you know, we're going to show baseball a little bit of love. I know sometimes we I get on here especially and I get really upset with the A's. Uh, we're going to talk about that. That you know, some things are are gonna stay the same. We're gonna talk about the A's, and um, we're gonna critique the A's and criticize the A's. But um, we do love this franchise, and we want to see the A's do well. But we know we're probably in store for another hundred hundred losses or so. <laughs> Maybe yeah, do better, like do better. I don't know what you're talking about. I saw uh, Sander Bogarts in, in his new Padres uniform. I'm super excited for my Padres team, man. <laughs> I'm still on the. Uh, I'm still debating what my second baseball team will be. So uh, I am still taking applications. Spring training. Oh, you're, you're still uh, pitchers, a free agent. I'm still a free agent on my second baseball team. So uh, pitches and catchers report this week. It is. It's getting mighty close to time to make a decision on that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll uh, uh, we'll stay tuned for how that decision goes and where I end up landing on my second baseball team this year. Hey, uh, if you want to come to San Diego, we have more room. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's certainly uh, the application was filed and I'm taking it <laughs> under advisement. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, I certainly have a lot of love for the city of San Diego. I did live there for about a year, uh, you know, a long time ago and had a blast and I still have a, a burrito that haunts my dreams. Um, uh, it's so gorgeously beautiful haunting. Like I think about it, oh. it wakes me up in the middle of the night and how I, I just, I wish I had it, you know, uh, but when I don't. the burrito became one. Yeah, that's right. 
when two become one. That's right. Vince and the burrito. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay but, uh, that application is still kind of making yeah. its way yeah, through it's, it's, upper management okay? exactly like- <laughs> yeah I, I have to take all um applicants in uh, under advisement um i believe the cardinals were also submitted i told the yankees not to apply but uh, somebody still submitted them anyway so i have okay. to I, I uh I, I forgot to shred their application but i will uh, after this episode <laughs> all right well we got some rule changes uh for mlb 2023 um Vince, why don't you walk me through each rule? All right. Let's have a good old, is this good for baseball or bad for baseball? Okay. So first up, there is going to be a 15 second pitch clock with bases empty, 20 seconds with with base runners on. In the minor leagues, it shaved approximately 25 minutes off of the game time. So baseball is looking to pick up the pace. You You tell me a three hour and five minute long game is now going to be two forty. I'm kind of in man. Yeah. Like I, I I'm in on this rule. This is going to really pick up the pace and, and bring some excitement. You know, I, uh, what do you guys think? I, I think, think it's you want to, you want to bring excitement and you want people to watch. Let the Savannah bananas join the league. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. 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 Where's the you, petition? <laughs> yeah. Let them in Manfred. You coward. No, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's good. I think the only thing I don't like about it is I feel like some of these rules are like in place where like umpires can kind of get players to move along. Um, You know, I I think people just like the the whole no more Garcia par untighten my gloves, retighten them and hold on out of the the, batter's box. And um, the the batter can, uh, they're actually uh, there's also rule uh, some rules of that in place where the uh, you know once it's eight seconds the batter can't step out of the right. box and I mean so they they have extra stipulations in place to try to counteract some of that stuff as well. So and what there's going to be a bit. They exceed. Uh, uh, you get charged with a ball, a ball or a strike. It, yeah, yeah. If if you're the batter messing around, you get charged with a strike. If you're the pitcher messing around, you get charged with a ball. Correct. Got it. So, so, so it's, I, it's, it's affecting I like the it. count. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I think, you know, it adds a little bit of pressure to, um, you know, kind of move things along. So I, I, I think it's good for ball. <laughs> okay. Good for ball, bad for ball. All right. Um, all right. So there, uh, uh, there's also going to be allowed two pickoff attempts only. Uh, if the pitcher fails on the third try, the runner gets to advance a base. Boo. So, I mean, they can try that third time. Uh, but you know, if, if, if the base runner's back, at, you know, back at first and it's safe, you're, uh, gets charged with a balk and it goes to second. I mean, I'm ho-hum. It's, it's clearly just to advance time and make the game faster. So it's, yeah. it's also to kind of encourage it incentivizes stealers, the stealing. stealing. And, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's um, circling back to the action. Yeah. The stolen base is one of the best plays in baseball that was taken away in this modern era. I really hope to see. Uh, base dealers um and so i i think it's good for ball <laughs> yeah i mean like when you see a player stealing a base like it's exciting yep like, yeah but i i anyway. can see that so if you if you try twice and you don't get them that guy's probably running like he's probably yeah, running. right oh yeah exactly yeah okay um, I, i'm I, now that i see it that way good for ball i'm, I'm okay. good for ball. okay so here's the next one no defensive shift. Immediately four good defenders, for ball. Four defenders on the infield, 
two on each side of second base. Obviously, you can have the second the, the shortstop shading like right up to the edge a little bit. So there's a little bit of a shift that can still happen, but you still have to have two players on either side of second base. And um uh and, and actually brought some stats with you uh w- with me for this. So in two th- in the year 2000 season, the team with the number 10 highest on base percentage was the Angels at 352. Okay. In 2022, this past season, the number one team in on-base percentage was the Dodgers at 333. That's a difference of 20 points worse for a team for, you know, for num- the number one team is 20 points worse on-base percentage than the number 10 team back in 2000. So we have really seen offense decline precipitously in, uh, in the last two decades. So th- I'm really excited to see the defensive shift uh, basically go away and get get some guys on base, get some action, man. Like yeah. the three true outcomes is boring as shit. It may have got you wins uh, in the long run, but it, it it is just it's a snooze fest, and I'm done with it, and I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, that's immediately good for ball. Good for ball, absolutely. Okay, so next rule to discuss is bases are now 18 inches instead of 15. So they're widening, they're they're increasing the size of the base by three inches. The bases themselves are going to be four and a half inches closer to each other between first and second, second and third. And they're going to be three inches closer home to first and home to third. Um, just the way the size measures out because home plate isn't changing in size. It's just for a second and right. third. Um, obviously, this is in uh, hopes to increase steals and add a little bit extra safety for the players. So that way, you know, three inches uh, in a game of inches, if you're, you know, a millimeter off on a ball, you know, that's the difference between a grounder and a single, you know? So, yeah. so a, a game of inches, all of a sudden these bang, bang plays could be going the other way. Now more, more base runners. Also you, you have bang, bang plays when guys are trying to steal second or steal third. So this is another chance to get steals up. I guess we're trying to really encourage people to try to dare to go after Ricky Henderson's record. That's not going to happen, but, could be fun to see Absolutely. more steals. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if this is going to affect on base percentage for just, you know, getting to first. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Because, yeah. Bang, bang plays. Yeah, absolutely. Three inches well, closer. That's, that's what I'm that's, saying. You're able to yeah. catch the ball. So is it going to decrease on base percentage because guys are chugging as fast as they can, but it doesn't matter. The base is longer. So if the ball is getting to the mitt faster than it was. Yeah. Before. But it's a shorter run for the runner too. You, you know, that's well, it's not a short run from home to first. That's it's three cool. inches shorter. It's three inches from closer. home to first. Yeah. From home to first is three inches closer. So what, what Vince was saying is the home plate size didn't change. The home plate is the same size. And then first, second and third are changed. increased in size. Yeah. So it's, three I, think, I mean, I think it's good for ball. I'm just curious as to what that measurement might happen for just yeah. first. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think it affects, um, the, uh, the fielding part of it. I think it's, it's definitely more of an uh, advantage to the base runners. For I also sure. wonder too, are, are we, are we susceptible to more of like rolling your ankle? Cause guys are so used to rounding a base. That was a different size. Well, they're saying I mean, this is causing less injury, but I mean, the minor leagues like, is saying less it's less injuries and, and stuff like that. Right, I, mean, no, I get, I, I get that. Yeah. But if it's, if it's, if you are running full speed and you're not paying attention because your whole life you run with the same base size. Maybe you slip on the base a little bit as you're making that turn. 
right. I mean, may, maybe uh, at first, may, maybe the first, uh, you know, month or so, you might see some some weird stuff happen uh, circling around that kind of issue. But yeah. I think the guys are going to get used to it pretty quickly. I mean, baseball yeah. players are creatures of habit, right? So, I mean, you know, old habits might take a little, uh, they say it takes, you know, three weeks to learn a new habit or unlearn a bad habit. So, I mean, I think at first we might see something, but they'll, they'll catch on pretty quickly, I think. Yeah. I think it's good for ball, but it's not like the other, the other rule changes we had were like, so, that's a solid double. That was a solid double. Good job, baseball. You know, the, uh, this one, no, the, the incentivizing a stolen base home run, you know, that's a good one. All right. Good job. This one's like a bloop, like a little bloop single. Yeah. A little Texas leaguer. Yeah. <laughs> Texas leaguer into right field. Yeah, It's like, you know, there's a difference of a solid single and a bloop single, you know, it's like. Well, what I'm hoping for, I mean, I think it's good for ball. What I'm hoping for is I want more small ball. I yeah, love like, yeah. because if you're able to bunt and then, you know, hey, the bases are three it, inches it closer. It could change yeah. that. It could change exactly. that. It yeah. could change that. Yeah. Some got some of the quicker guys might be more willing to try to leg out a bunt. You know, absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm actually, I'm on board, man. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, maybe this might be, uh, I, I might be overthinking it, but um, I mean, if they're, the bases are closer together by three inches. Does that automatically increase the foul uh, area? No, no, you know, no, no, no. no, no. The, the baselines are staying the same. It's just okay. the bases because the bases are in fair play, in fair territory. Right, um, right. So the bases are just a little bit bigger. Okay. Well, uh, I was thinking, I, mean, I was like, did, would they bring in the foul line three inches to accommodate for no. the, the uh, first and third being closer? No, to oh, no. What you're no, 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 no. You want to keep that. What you're you keeping that 90 degree angle. No, yeah. what you're getting at, Tim, is like, let's say there's a bunt, right? Let's say there's a bunt and the ball is spinning. A player, if let's say it's spinning. Uh, we've seen these on bunts and it's spinning and it goes out of, it goes into foul territory. Right. Yeah, and it's a foul, but sometimes it'll spin, and the third baseman will have no shot at th making a throw. But if it's he's going to want it to go foul, so he's hoping it's going to roll foul. So it's going to change that situation by yeah. three inches, which is which because if it goes behind the bag, it's like once it clears the bag, it's like a fair, right. a fair ball. So it's in front of the base, and it's the same thing for first. So it would change those situations, but I think that's like a point zero zero one. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I was just like, yeah, I'll bring it up anyway because maybe they are no, going to. Change. That's a good question. <laughs> change it. No, for I mean, it could. I mean, it could. That's yeah. what I think. That's one of the things that's exciting about the rule changes is it is bringing a little bit of excitement to the game and how how is it going to change it? You know, because. Let's, we mentioned it earlier, the A's probably aren't going to be very competitive, but they had some guys that, you know, they're like, the was it Nick Allen? They're saying this guy's like a really good defender. He's an all right hitter right now. Is this going to make him a better, hitter. make terrible him hitter. a decent hitter maybe? Like, because he can play small ball, um, because he's a good defender. Maybe he can get on base a little more. Maybe he becomes a better base runner, can steal some bags because he's a, you know, he's a shifty little guy from what, what I've seen, you know, so is, how does this change, you know, the, the money ball calculation of, of the current game? So I think, you know, there's going to be some new math, new, 
new the this the saber metric stuff is not going to go away so we're going to hear the percentages of of all of this stuff you know this year from all the espns and all all these pundits we're going to hear all the these pundits. numbers you know we're going to hear it all but it's good it's one of the good things they're doing all right um so next rule uh this was actually announced earlier today on monday uh, position players can only pitch in under certain circumstances going forward. If you're the team in front by 10 or more runs in the ninth inning, you can have a position player pitch. If it's nine runs or less, use your bullpen. If you're a team trailing eight or more runs at any point, use you can use a, um, a, a position player to pitch. Or if it's extra innings because you ran out of pitchers, you know, they don't want to take that away from you. So, uh, so those are your three situations. You have to be either be up big, down big, or extra innings to use a position player to pitch. So, uh, yeah. I feel I mean, like it, I mean, if you're up by seven and I can't use a position player, it seems kind of annoying in my opinion. Yeah. That, that means, yeah, that means go, go hit a three run Homer so you can use the position pl- pitcher. I don't know, man. A posi- I don't position know if we're talking pitcher. about player safety. And, you know, these guys are throwing harder than they ever have before. And your team's down by seven or you're up by seven. And you can't use a position player to save an arm. And then that guy blows out his fucking elbow because we weren't up by one extra run. I, I think that's bad football. That, that shouldn't even Did be he, Didn't that. Jose can't say could get hurt throwing a pitch or something? <laughs> yeah, I mean, asking a position player to do something they're not accustomed to, like pitching, that could also be... Yeah, you know, you, yeah, we're we're trying to save them in the other on the other side too. I think so. I mean, but those guys think, are throwing like like sixty seven miles per hour. Like they're yeah. not throwing heat. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, I, I say it's it, it's mid for ball. I, I, I'm neither good or bad on it. I'm kind of indifferent. Right. I mean, that's where most of these guys were pitching anyway. It's not like they were calling in Mike Trout to pitch in when you're down one run. You know, I mean, yeah. so. Uh, yeah so i mean i, I don't know man i, I i'm kind of it's definitely i i definitely i think this rule is meh for ball <laughs> because it, it 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 doesn't seem like it's creating any positive excitement i think what they're trying to do is uh you got to use like spe- pitchers to keep the game moving you know you got to keep it competitive um until a certain situation it gets out of hand um but at that point, it's like if you're going to use a position player, you're throwing the game, right? You're conceding defeat. Like, you're basically saying, like, we don't want to use anything. Let's just end the game. This is our tip of the cap of we would like to end this game. This is the white <laughs> flag, yeah. <laughs> Either way, like, if you're ahead and you throw your your position player in there because you're up by 10 runs, like you're saying, like, hey, we don't want to score anymore. We just want this game to end. Like this, at that point, just call the game. If nobody wants so, to play the game, there's no just mercy call rules, man. Game. It's this not seems literally so bizarre. Like, why? No, it's what? Just so <laughs> stupid. And I think that's what's irritating is that like we need all these rules to to play a game, like or to yeah. play a pro game. I, like, I, I think the, the the part of the idea is that um, guys were using them when they were down four and five runs, right? And so they they wanted to make sure that you're definitely like this game is definitely done, and you're just trying to get to the end. So right. instead of 
uh, I mean, down four or five runs, that's, that's a lot, but that's not completely un- insurmountable. Right. You know? Yeah. So, so I think it's just trying to make sure that fans are getting as much of their money as possible. So. Uh, I think they should bring worth. back double headers, honestly. Yeah. That could be fun. I, everybody, I plays, miss that. I actually everybody plays one double header a year or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I miss double headers. I miss, I miss going to the game, you know, with my dad or a bunch of friends and just hang out all day. Yeah. Come back for yeah. the second game, go yeah, out, be go able to in. buy a beer in the ninth inning, uh, you know, instead yeah. of having it cut off after seven, because you're still there for another three hours anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm actually, I'd be on board for that as well. Um, the last rule that was also announced today, the extra innings runner has been adopted permanently. It was on a trial basis the last couple of years. Um, the owners have decided that they liked it enough that they're going to keep it around. Gentlemen, good for ball, bad for ball. Um, for me, because there's no defensive shift anymore, it's good for ball. I think that is a fun little strategy that I think is going to be – it makes the game in, in exciting and nerve-wracking. I, I'm okay with it now. I'm okay with it. I actually think it's good for ball. I hated the rule when I heard about it. And I think we were one of the teams. Uh, I think the A's were one of the first teams to have to, you know, play a game under this rule. Mm-hmm. Um, it was early it was like, against Seattle. Yeah. yeah it was like early in the year, really early. And I was kind of like, well, that's some instant entertainment. <laughs> yeah. I'll take the L on that one. All right. Yeah. You know, so it was actually, you know, as a, as a, making the game matter like you know um it it definitely brought that so i think i think that's good yeah and and it also basically like like i i don't know how many times like maybe like one or two games this past year went to like 15 innings or whatever um we used to see a lot more of those kind of games like routinely so um it's good to just get the game over with and it really helps with that as well um instant excitement also instant runs you know so yeah. I, I i'm on board and now there's no shift it's gonna be great yeah totally yeah absolutely so uh so as of february 13th those are your rule changes gentlemen it sounds like we're on board with pretty much all of them uh you know so so that's great uh baseball is this is i think this is one of the few times we have uh unanimously given baseball the thumbs up like there's yeah. always some like they're probably gonna do well, something I, in about two weeks <laughs> i i usually give baseball a, a finger up and it's just not my thumb right <laughs> you know there, there's one one rule that they haven't implemented yet and ever since i saw it in that movie hook i was like man that would make baseball so much more interesting just give the pitcher a musket <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, wait! Can we Tyler, make this I, happen. Uh, so, so the finger you put up—it's it, not the ring or the pinky or the or the pointer or the thumb. It's the one you put up when you don't give a fuck. Is that the one? Yeah, it's it's uh when the I'm one you Eagles put fan, up. When you I give up. Yeah. I give up two eagles. Yeah. <laughs> fly birds, fly right. Yeah. <laughs> Go birds. <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so that's that's it for that bit. I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, we got a uh, uh, real quick. Uh, Team USA Baseball World Baseball Classic roster announced. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, Mike Trout's going to play this year for Team USA. That's great. So is Mookie Betts, uh, Kyle Schwarber, Kyle Tucker, Cedric Mullins. Those are your outfielders. Uh, shortstop, we have Tim Anderson, Trey Turner, Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, your third baseman is Nolan Arenado. That guy's pretty good, I hear. 
yeah. Jeff McNeil uh, is going to play second base. First baseman are Pete Alonzo and Paul Goldschmidt. And uh, your catchers, they got three of them. TJ Realmuto, Will Smith, and Kyle Higgis. How do I say that? Higashioka? Higashioka? Yeah. He's, yeah, he's on the Yankees. I've, I actually haven't heard of this guy, if I'm being honest. I, I don't pay attention to the Yankees if I can help I, it. I don't know if you guys know, but is, is the World Baseball Classic like how Team USA Basketball used to be, that you had to bring like one college player or something like that? I don't know. I don't think mm. so, no. Mm. Um, uh, so the, the pitchers are going to be uh, Adam Rain, Wainwright, Lance Lynn, uh, Jason Adam, Daniel Bard, David Bednar, Kendall Graveman, uh, Merrill yeah, Kelly, uh, Nick Martinez, Miles Milakis, Adam Ottavino, Ryan Presley, Brady Singer, Devin Williams, and then uh, lefties are going to be Clayton Kershaw, Nestor Cortez, and Brooks Raley. So not a lot of lefties, um, almost exclusively right-handed uh, pitching staff. So, and this is all going to be happening. They got three Cardinals. Training. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of Cardinals, bunch of Astros on the team. Unsurprisingly, I mean, a couple of Mets players as well. I'm uh, obviously we're not Yankees fans, but Nestor Cortez is fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, he's got that sweet. I don't know if he still has, but he has that sweet mustache, and he was yeah. throwing gas. He came out of nowhere too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, Team USA is gonna uh, obviously uh, the Dominican roster. That one, uh, I, I don't have it up. So, uh, if you're listening, uh, take a look. But Aren't you hoping I think the Dominican US finally does something good in this WBC? Like they, God. They, they don't ever win it. Um, yeah, well, we always ever. send we always send college players. We yeah, sent college Mike, papers last time. Uh, Mike Trout's playing this one, so that's great. Um, you know, uh, I'm on board for that. <laughs> It'll be nice to see uh, see USA actually trying this year. It looks like yeah. so that's great. I wonder why. What was the incentive? Like, they, they, why were they wanting to do it this year? I don't know, man. Uh, maybe it, you know, I, I it could be something as simple as MLB is seeing an opportunity with all these new rule changes along with trying to drump some popularity for the sport in general uh, in Mm. America. So you want to try to get your uh, best players out there. And if you need to pay them a little bit extra or whatever, uh, give them, if there's bonuses in their, in their contracts or something for, for making the team USA world baseball classic roster, maybe it's something like that. I don't know. Um, But I'm, I'm glad to see it. I, yeah, when when is is it this summer? Oh no no, it happens during spring training. Oh yeah, so so I mean they're gonna have a champion uh, March in March before um, the regular season starts because they don't want to compromise the integrity of the regular season um, because it's not fair to make the Angels lose their only two good players. You know, uh, Mike Trout. Oh, I'm, and- I'm more concerned about the pitchers then because you know pitchers are they take some time to warm up. Well, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. that's why we're, we're looking at here. 16 pitchers are on the are on the roster. Um, and I don't think any like I think that there used to be rules in place, like starting pitchers can only throw a certain number of pitches in the first round or like or, or like three innings or something there, like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, I mean, yeah. there's there's place there, there's rules in place to help protect the guys. And this is a way for them to get stretched out um, while still playing for America. Or whatever country they're I really, playing for. I really wish that the MLB would just shorten the MLB season because it's it's gotten way too far and it's like in winter. 
it's the postseason being expanded is is what's really doing it you know um, i think we more than anything games like if we got rid of whatever the amount of interleague games are right what is that like oh no they, they've expanded interleague this year they changed the schedule up so you're playing every team in baseball now this year but it used uh, to be every like, team's it used to be 20 games now yeah. it's up to like 46 or whatever so they took away a bunch of division games we're no longer playing the Mariners 19 times we're playing them 12 times. So I think if you took 20 games away, right. You shorten the baseball season. You're back in that October get, it should be all wrapped up right before Halloween. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. disagree. I don't disagree <laughs> with that. I, I, I don't think that you necessarily need to take away games from the season. I think you can take away games from spring well, training. Here's the thing. I think, uh, and then, then you started can, like another week actually, early. I think if we took away games from the season, we could start spring training a little later because we're starting in April. We could start a little bit later, but then you have more time with these things like WBC. Like you have a little bit more time in between seasons to get these guys ready to perform, you know, because the WBC is essentially going to be their spring training. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, why do you think the that it's been tough for the U.S. team to get professional players to play for them all these years? Well, because baseball is such a grind itself. Just tacking on more more baseball, just just really taxing on the player. Yeah, okay, yeah I mean, it, it's a combination of that. Um, some guys are, you know, they're coming off of injuries that ended their their prior seasons in the past, so they they really can't um, go go hard in the paint. Uh, to try to uh, make it on a team USA roster, you know, when they're mm-hmm. just trying to get into just regular baseball shape, uh, you know, cause they've been out since, you know, uh, July or whatever with an ACL or something, you know, I mean, whatever, well, whatever the also, injury may be. There's the, also the, no money the, involved either though. Well, yeah. And, and yeah, the reason why I bring it up is because it seems like with basketball, like you hear about all these stars, you're like, yeah, they're playing for Team USA. And it's like, well, w- w- why not baseball? And, and yeah, I mean, the, you know, the injuries, the lack of pay, you know, the, the, the timing of it all, you know, I'm, uh, I'm a, sure another part of that. Uh, another part of this is the World Baseball Classic was created in 2006. So yeah. this uh, is not something that's existed for a long, long time. I mean, they removed uh, it from the Olympics. Yeah, it's, and, uh, yeah, it was and, a response uh, to baseball not being just an to Olympic correct sport something, anymore. Uh, the World Baseball Classic uses MLB players. Um, I'm looking at the rosters now. So. Yeah, it's all it's all MLB players. It's all MLB players. Oh, okay. So. Oh, okay. Um, they, like like Japan might have some like Japanese league players, and I think Cuba might have a few Cuban league players. Um, but for the most part, the best players are already playing in MLB, so it just it makes sense to keep them playing like like get get the players from MLB and then World Baseball Classic is essentially their spring training as uh we've highlighted earlier. Gotcha. Gotcha. I also think too that the basketball benefited from the dream team and they just oh. had this glorified story behind it where baseball you don't really have anything like that. Yeah. You know. Well I think you know once they 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 used to send amateurs for the Olympics when that was still an Olympic sport. And, you know, that was also a thing where like people, you know, it was all college students. So I think baseball should be back in the Olympics. And I, and I do like the world baseball classic. Um, I think baseball is pretty much taught growing up. There's like all these different leagues 
And I think that's kind of like what makes baseball fun is all these different leagues. And I think that's why the NBA is trying to develop these, these play in tournaments. And, you know, is because that's how baseball uh, basketball is kind of taught when you're in, you know, adolescence and even in college, there's all these, these tournaments to get in. So you're kind of playing and all, and internationally, there's all these like other tournaments, you know, so I think they're trying to tap into those things. And I think baseball should do the same thing is, uh, you know, uh, to continue to develop the world baseball classic and get back, you know, try to get baseball back as an uh, Olympic sport. Yeah, absolutely. All, all, all of that. And I'm sure numerous other uh, points that we haven't hit on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- this is really exciting uh, time though. Uh, I just, I love spring training and I'm just, I'm, I'm ready for the season to start this, you know, my hope hasn't been completely crushed yet. Um, so it's a, it's a wonderful time of the year. Uh, uh, one last note, the A's did make one more move, uh, selling off more pieces. Uh, kind of, <laughs> of course they uh, did. Uh, if we have like a mediocre, uh, uh, move of the week or something like that, that's, that, that's, that's what we got here. AJ puck was sent to Miami for JJ Blade I will say this the last time the A's made a trade with Miami, we got Marcana out of the mix. So, not to say that this guy is Marcana, I'm just saying. That. Are you forgetting about um, uh, Lazardo? Yeah, you are. Because we sent Jesus Lazardo to Miami. Right, but we didn't trade him for a player player, right? It was just like a comp- cash compensation and something else. Player to be named later. Yeah. The last time the, my, the, the we actually traded for a player with Miami, um, like straight up, it was Mark Canna. Okay. Well, uh, Mark Hanna did great. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe JJ will do something for us because uh, AJ Puck has been uh, just mediocre at best. Uh, I, I, it, we, we were hearing about his promise forever. You mean he was mid? I think that should just be the name of the show. It's mid. mid. Yeah, the, the mid show. <laughs> <laughs> mid mid af okay um no he it's it's uh aj puck he he was supposed to be a lot better than he ended up being um maybe injury he turns player. around in miami it's between injuries and then when he was pitching uh he just wasn't getting the job done like anytime they pulled him out of the bullpen i was expecting the nightmare and i got it more often than not <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah yeah nothing, I just, will, I, nothing will ever top jim johnson yeah, Jim Johnson. That one was rough. Uh, I remember that opening day. It just it it, it turned on him real quick, and it never. Uh, that that never man, if he back. comes to Oakland to eat, he pays triple wherever he goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't think we'll ever see him in Oakland ever again. I don't think, man. <laughs> Poor um, guy. <laughs> yeah. Billy okay. Cox was also a little scary. When he would close games, oh Billy yeah, Cox was yeah, a I mean, yeah, he, he was a cardiac kid, man. But at least he, um, I was at, uh, he did I was get at, uh, outs. I was at uh, Twins A's when Pierzynski took him deep. Um, mm, yeah, and the Twins beat the A's. Yeah, Billy Koch came in and whoop, <laughs> that ball was gone. Me and my dad were sitting in the bleachers, dude. It landed like right in front of us, <laughs> like oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. they were passing out thunder sticks so rough uh i hate thunder sticks too it's so stupid oh man all right uh, that was a great base baseball segment we're excited I, for spring I, I think training, so man. yeah so all right vince 
Tyler, it's your guys' <laughs> hockey. We get a hockey bit. Hockey. All right. Here we go. Uh, Sharks actually went two and one in the last week. Uh, they won at Tampa Bay 4-3 in overtime. They Scar. go to Florida, uh, lose 4-1, but then they go up to Washington and win 4-1. So, Scar! Uh, Scar! Um, who's Dan Rosanowski's favorite Disney villain? Scar! Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, the Sharks are currently 17 wins, 26 losses, and 11 overtime losses, which, of course, is seventh in the Pacific. Bang, bang, quack, quack, motherfuckers. Uh, Duck Hunt is still on. They're clear five points uh, on the Ducks. Uh, but despite, you know, the recent little turn towards positivity, um, the Sharks are still sellers at the trade deadline. They, they have sent off Jacob Magna to Seattle for a fourth-round pick. They sent Matt Nieto and Ryan Merkley to Colorado for uh, Jacob McDonald and Martin Cott. Uh, and they're all, they're in discussions with several teams for Timo Meyer. Uh, I didn't he's think he leaked. was going to get moved. Um, I mean, if you can get a haul for him, do it at this point, because this team is not very good. So if you got a piece somebody wants, sell him. Uh, he's been linked to trades with the Devils, the Hurricanes, the Rangers, and, of course, the fucking Golden Shower uh, Knights, the Golden Knights. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, also, uh, uh, Eric Carlson has been linked. Uh, they started trade discussions possibly with, uh, Edmonton. We'll see if that goes anywhere. They've talked to Edmonton about Eric Carlson several times, uh, this year alone. So, uh, we'll see if he actually does get moved. Uh, right now he's, uh, he's playing out of his mind. He was the all-star for the sharks and, his daughter stole the show. She was like, you know, oh, yeah. pointing and waving at the mascots and just being super adorable. So uh, uh, he, he's, he's a star. His family's are, his family is a bunch of stars now too. Uh, so if you can get some really good pieces for him and somebody's willing to take on most of this contract, the Sharks are probably going to have to chip in a little bit. I don't see how they don't uh, at least, uh, at least to 25%. But uh, yeah, if you can find a buyer, uh, let's make it happen, I guess. Uh, That's a he's, huge contract, man. Yeah, it is. It is a massive contract, and I, I, I don't know. Nobody's going to take the full contract on, but um, if you can get some really good pieces for him, uh, I think that's what you have to do at this point. And um, he yeah. does have that no movement clause, so he, you know he's going to control where he goes. So uh, he's go. He, you can only make this deal with a winner, and so you got to find a winner with some salary cap flexibility. And and right now Edmonton seems to be the team stepping up to the plate. You know, to mix metaphors. Didn't Edmonton take um the hell was that player that we had that was like Evander Hamlin? Kane? Yeah, yeah Evan, Evander Kane, yeah. The other EK. The other EK. <laughs> <laughs> when do we get Sweet. to see the young guys? This uh when do we see the females? Uh, as, as soon as more of these trades happen, uh, as soon as more roster spots open up. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's coming, uh, March 3rd is the trade deadline. So there's still a couple more weeks before, okay. uh, before any of these things have to happen. So yeah, that's, that's where we're at with the sharks. And I think that that pretty much wraps us up for the day. I think, Sweet. Uh, if, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was your shark bite. Sharks! <laughs> shark bite. Shark uh, All right. We got, you, a, you know, you know what update. I was talking about the other day with Lisa, no, Oh, I was, uh, no, no Rex update today. So I was talking about Lisa. I, I miss, uh, I miss, uh, uh, what's his name for, for the Warriors, uh, broadcasts because you guys are making me think about it. And, and oh, all the Jim damn, Barnett? 
not Jim Barnett's, uh, the, the post game, uh, what he, I'm drawing a blank. Greg his name, Papa? The coach, the Greg Papa's. Oh, the, oh Gary St. Jean. Jean. Saint. Yeah. I miss Saint, man. I was thinking about him the other day and just, you know, how he yeah. like, didn't even do the show. He just like, they're asking Gary what he was doing. He goes, I really like all these fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, miss yeah, him. Saint's he's the, the saintly man. one. Yeah. No, he's the, he's, a, he's, he's the saintly one. <laughs> he's great. Oh, man. Well, I'm off to uh, watch the Warriors potentially lose another game here. So we'll, we'll take a look, gander that one here. I think tip off is in like 20 minutes. Yeah. It's time to get some food in us. I think uh, so. It's time to wrap up this episode. I think Sam. No, I don't want to wrap it up. Oh, that's right. You're in the HR. So you get to decide. I want to talk. Okay. We move on when I say we move on. (laughs) All right. All right, guys. It was a great show. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening. You guys, all you listeners out there, you got, you got double duty. You got to listen twice. You got to listen to it on Spotify. You got to listen to us and check us out on YouTube. So just listening to the SVT podcast, subscribe on YouTube and hit the bell to get alerts. When we post a new episode, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SVT sports pod slide into our DMS. We would love to interact with you and happy Valentine's day. Yep. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. We love you all. That's right. And heart semicolon, smooches, besos. Uh, <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs>